beautiful people. This is I Don't Care, the podcast with Alexia Stefano, yours truly. Okay, that was a different intro. <laughs> I don't know. It feels, it's giving the same vibe, but a little different. We'll see. I don't know. It's so hard to kind of pick something that works best, but we shall see what sticks and what doesn't stick here. I am struggling to find a spot that I like this mic to sit at. So sorry if you are watching on the YouTube channel. Did you guys just see that? The mic fell as I was talking. Ugh. Uno memento. Uno memento. That's definitely not it. Just give me a second while I redo it all. <laughs> BRB. Annoying news. The stand is just too weak and fragile and flimsy for this sure microphone, which pisses me off because if I want a good stand, I either have to spend like over an hour maneuvering 30 pound weights onto it and readjusting it because like it only moves in certain ways. And so I'm spending so much of my preparation time just like figuring it out because it's not strong enough and it doesn't move in enough ways, I should just invest in like a $50 one instead of like a $20 one. But they're just like, ugh. Because I don't love holding the microphone. I prefer to have it stand or like to be held by something else and then I just talk. But this, because this is a heavy-ass mic, it's probably like five-plus pounds. Like, it's a heavy microphone. So it'll carry it for a whole hour. Sometimes it just gets exhausting. But it is what it is. That's not going to stop me. I have a whole sticky note of things that I want to talk about. And just again, for the people listening and aren't on YouTube, the chair that I'm sitting in is a noisy chair. And you might be asking, then why the hell are you sitting in it if it's for a podcast? That's a great question, and I don't have an answer. But I do have a list of things on a sticky note to talk to you guys about. The first thing I want to talk about, which isn't on my list, but it kind of made me laugh, was my mom came home from work yesterday and... She looks at me and she goes, I listened to your last three episodes. And she's very, like, serious when she says that. And I'm starting to think, oh, my God, what did I do? I said something wrong. I'm in trouble. And I was like, oh, what were they about again? And she's like, the first one was about me. And I was like, about you? She goes, yeah, your childhood one. And I was like, oh, Oh, the episode that's entirely about me is about you? Okay. And then the next one was the concert. And then the last week's episode, she goes, Why even post if you don't know what to talk about? If you're saying the whole time that this is boring, why even post about it? And I was just like, well, I'm not going to skip a week because, like, I'm just not going to do that. And she goes, well, why even post then? If that's what it's going to be. I had a hater. She hated. Guys, I know it was boring. That's why I kept saying it was probably boring. But I, I at least I played a game. 
Like, at the very least, I played a game with you guys. Um, I just thought that was funny because she's like, why even post if you're going to say it's boring? Because then it's not good. I know that wasn't good. But you know what? You need. I consciously needed an episode that I'm like, that's the worst one. Now I have it. Now I have an answer for if someone's like, what's your worst episode? Episode 40, was it 44? Is today 45? Is that right? I could, oh, speaking of my mom, I forgot to respond to her. I should do that before she gets mad at me. What did she say? Hey, how is it? Is Luna feeling any better? After work, I'm running to Costco. Do you want me to pick up some food for later? Okay. Um, yes, I want food. Uh, yeah, you can, oh, 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 my random things are typing. Oh, oh, you can pick up some food. Maybe McDonald's, question mark, or something else around that area, question mark. Okay. Luna is feeling better. We hung out in the pool for a little bit outside. I made her eat her food. And now she's resting as I podcast. Now you might be wondering, oh no, why would your mother be asking if your dog is okay? Is something wrong with your dog? Ugh. Okay, so I am deep deep in slumber. I'm dreaming about being in this like mansion hotel and I get to stay in any room for free and I had the first pick. So I'm going about and I'm picking my bedroom and I pick the room that I want to have and it's got a beautiful ensuite and it has a beautiful deck and it's all beautiful and people are walking in and they're like oh my god what a beautiful room you're so lucky that you got the first guess and then I kind of fumble out of consciousness here right like I'm in and out of my REM and all I'm hearing is like banging and cries and then I jolt into reality because I'm like wait why am I hearing banging and cries it's just me and my dog and Luna sleeps in the living room in her crate every night. And I sleep in my bedroom. We do not sleep together, only on Saturdays. And I'm slowly adapting Fridays as well. So then I, I'm fully conscious now. And I can hear her crying and, like, banging on her gate. Like, on her um, crate, like, door. And I scream, I'm coming! And I hurry up put my pants on and I run to her. I run and she's just standing up and she looks like she's not okay. So I run over, I open the gate and she runs to the back door and I run to the back door and I open the back door and she runs. So I run with her and she diarrheas all on the grass. She waited. She was a good girl and held it in. She diarrheaed and then she vomited and I was like, fuck. It's always the times that, like, she's not feeling good when my brother's away. He went camping uh, last night. I'm like, a fucking course the first morning. Because he's on puke duty. I do not deal with puke because I, I puke myself. So she's, like, diarrheaing, right? And I go to... Uh, sorry. 
I'm sorry. Just, it gets gross, okay? It gets gross if you have a stomach like mine in regards to bodily fluid. I don't handle it well. So I go to pick up her diarrhea and I am choking over here on like holding my vomit in. I'm gagging. And then she goes to vomit. And I cannot do with vomit at all. And I can hear it, like hear how she starts to vomit. And I start to run away. I'm running away from her and I'm just yelling, you got this Luna. I, I can't look at you and I can't help you right now, but you got this. Just vomit it up, just just throw it up, but I cannot look and I will not look. Just vomit it, I love you. Just do it, you've got this, I love you. And she vomits it out and I, I'm, I kid you not, I'm running away because I literally cannot handle it. And then uh, I'm upstairs on the patio now. I just threw away her poo bag, which I couldn't even tie shut because it was, le ew, anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. And then I look down at her and she's just got vomit all over her mouth. And so I run inside and I grab a paper towel and I'm like, okay, be strong. You have to clean her mouth, be fucking strong. <sighs> so I go, she hates it. She's running away because she knows the paper towel has to touch her face. Girl's got poopy butt and vomit face. And so I managed to get her and I'm cleaning her all up. Um, and then I clean her up enough to get her inside. And now we're inside and um, I'm trying to get her to eat, but she refuses to eat. Um, I try to get her to eat a little bit of Pepto-Bismol because, you know, she has an upset stomach. And I read that it's fine for dogs when they have upset tummies. And um, she refused to have it. And maybe like 10 minutes later, she's at the door again. And so I let her out. She runs downstairs and she goes, and as she farts, it all just like so much diarrhea just like falls out. Like it just like shoots out like a fucking cannon. And, I, and I'm consoling her, right? Because I'm like, oh, Luna, it's okay. It's okay. But in my head, I was like, damn, that's kind of impressive that like that like that fart just like released all of that um but it's all way too liquidy to properly you know pick up with a poo bag and the vomit's still there and she's vomiting again but this time she has nothing to vomit up so it's just like you know the mucus and I'm fine with mucus vomit because it's not chunky I can deal with that so I get her to come inside and I put her in her bed and I just am like cuddling her for a bit and I'm, I'm getting her to relax and calm down and she does. So then I decide, okay, this is my opportunity to eat breakfast. She's woken me up half an hour earlier than I want to be woken up at. And so I was like, you know what, let's just eat right now. So I eat, I get ready. And then I decide, you know what, we're not going to go to the dog park today because A, it's hot, it's 24 degrees, but also um, you're not eating and I'm, and I'm not getting you to go to the dog park and um, use up energy that you don't have. So I decide to just come outside into my backyard with her because even though she's not feeling good and I don't want to take her to the park because like, I just know that's not the right option for her. I'm not going to deprive her of the nice weather. 
and some outside time. She loves it. So we go in the back and I take out the kid pool. Actually, that's a lie. I, I first grab the hose and I'm cleaning the grass. So I'm cleaning all the vomit, I'm cleaning all the shit with the hose because that's all I could do, right, is wash it away. And then I get the kiddie pool, I clean the kiddie pool, and I fill it up with hose water, and of course she starts drinking it. And I'm like, you know what, that's fine, it's clean water, and you need to stay hydrated as well. So drink the fucking water if you want to. And then I go, jump in, just jump in, go! And she jumps in, and then I had to reteach her how to um, splash, because it's been a year, more than a year, since she's um, last one in the water. So I was like, Luna, splash, splash! And then she started to splash again, and it just melted my freaking heart. And uh, we stayed outside for a while. She got all wet. I dried her, and then uh, she actually asked to come back inside. Um, so we come back inside. I felt absolutely disgusting. Like, I don't know about you guys. I love being outside when it's beautiful weather with being, like, lubed up in sunscreen, of course. But at the same time, I feel absolutely disgusting afterwards. I feel like I am trenched. Trenched? Oh dear Jesus. Drenched in bugs and dirt and sweat mixed with like sunscreen so like I'm sticky. I hate it. So even though we were outside for like an hour and a half, I was like I need to shower. So I left Luna to sleep on my bed and as soon as I close the washroom door, she's running. Uh, but I don't I don't like to shower with her in there just because it gets so steamy and I don't feel like that's good for her So, because it gets too hot. So I don't let her in the showers usually when I take a shower unless it's like a really quick one, but I don't usually take quick showers. So she's, um, she's always just at the door waiting for me to come out of the washroom. I take a shower. I get ready, I take some really cute pictures, check those out on my Instagram at Alexia underscore DE underscore Stefano, and, uh, and then I sit here and I podcast with you guys. So that's been my day. It's been, it's been a beautiful day because the weather is nice and I am in such a good mood, um, which I appreciate because I'm not always in such a great mood. We're going to get into that. That's kind of what this entire episode is going to be about. It's going to be about um, kind of the real and raw, not so happy feelings that I've been having lately. Of course, it's mixed in with my positive feelings, but um, I'm not confident and positive all the time. And so we're going to talk about the other times what I'm thinking of. But for right now, we're not going to talk about that until a little bit later because I do have a couple other things that I want to talk about first. First being my new podcast cover art. If you love it and if you are looking for an artist to kind of make that so any type of art for you, whether it be tattoos, whether it be physical paintings, 
or digital art. Madeleine, oh god, it's not Madeleine. It's Madeline. When I look at it, it says, like, in my head, it's Madeleine, but it's not. It's Madeline Schmidt. Or she goes by Mads. I'm going to um, have her Instagram in the YouTube description. And she is also on the I Don't Care the Podcast Instagram page. She is tagged in the new cover art. But I just want to talk about it because I love it. What it's been in the past has not been my favorite. It's, it's kind of been like giving cheat podcast. But I finally feel like my podcast blends in, the cover at least, blends in with, you know, all the people who have sponsors and money. Um, I finally feel like my podcast cover art fits in and looks like it's professional because it is. I didn't, I didn't design it. Madeline Schmidt, Mads, she designed it. So big thank you to her. I mean, I gave her kind of a pitch of what I wanted and I kind of showed her ideas of what I wanted. And then she, she made the art. What I did was I put the background on and then the text, but she did the actual art piece of it. So thank you so much. Check her out. She also does all my tattoos. Um, she's done all of my tattoos but three, and I have ten. So she's done seven tattoos of mine, and I love them so much. So definitely check her out if you are in the market for tattoos or any artwork at all. Okay. Um, now that I said that... I want to also talk about kind of staying on topic with podcasts. Everybody has one. Every fucking buddy has a podcast these days. And I am not one to talk because here we are on my podcast. But I mean, everybody has a podcast. And I didn't start a podcast to be like original. I'm not like, oh my God, if I have a podcast, then I'm original and better than everyone. I simply started my podcast because um, I was lacking control over some creativity, and um, I still do, but this does help a lot with um, being creative, working, and having kind of a purpose. So that's why I podcast. And I enjoy it, and I love that you guys listen to it, and I appreciate it so much that you guys take time out of your day every week, um, an hour, to listen to my fucking nonsense. Thank you so much. Also, if you're on YouTube, appreciate how cute I look. Um, So yeah, everybody has a podcast these days. And some of them are boring, some of them are fantastic, I love looking at names that people create and um, and kind of just like having thoughts on them. Why don't we do a little segment of that right now where I just kind of go to podcast on Spotify and say like the top 10, top 10 um, podcast names here. The first one is the Joe Rogan Experience uh, with Joe Rogan. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like I would say that's not a good name. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being fantastic, I wish I had that name. 
I'd give it maybe like a one. I don't wish I had it. I don't love it. I also don't know what the podcast is about. It could be a perfectly suited name for that podcast. The next one is called Brain Leak. I really like that. Brain Leak. I really like that. Again, I have no idea what it's about, but I do like the name a lot. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. The next one is Call Her Daddy. Don't we all want to be on the Call Her Daddy podcast with Alex Cooper? I mean, I fucking love that name. I would take it in a second. Call Her Daddy? Yeah, that's a 20 out of 10. 100%. Such a good name. Uh, Hooper Man Lab. Mmm, one. One, don't love it at all. Wouldn't want that name. Don't, yeah, don't like it. Wiser Than Me with Julia Lewis Dayfuss. Wiser Than Me. I do like that. I I like it as long as like the whole point of it is that you're having new guests every week and the guests are obviously the ones who are wiser than you. Um, I like it. I'd give it a 5 out of 10. The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. I mean, that's a great name because it, it tells you that it's obviously going to be about um, J.K. Rowling, who is the writer of the Harry Potter series. So it's telling you that, you know, there's going to be stuff towards that. There's lots of bad stuff about J.K. Rowling. Um, so it's probably going to be about that too. I think it's a good name. It tells you what it's going to be about. Okay, two more. The Basement Yard. No, don't like it. One out of ten. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I will teach you to be rich. No, I don't like it. It's too long. Yes, it's telling you exactly what the podcast will be about. Hey, I'm going to teach you how to be rich. But I think you could have come up with something more creative. However, usually the people who are going to teach you to be rich are more um, logical and more uh, factual than creative people. So I guess for this person, that's probably the best they could think of. But uh, I would think of something better. Okay, some of the podcasts that I do know and actually like the names of, uh, The Toast, I love it. Um, On Purpose with Jay Shetty, love it. I love On Purpose, and I love his podcasts are always so meaningful. Obviously, Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain, I love that. I wish that I could have that as mine because, like, my whole podcast is about any and everything, and so Anything Goes would fit my podcast better than I Don't Care Fits. Um, and then Sexy Oral. I love that. You can kind of assume what that's going to be about. Spill the Tea. You know what that's going to be about. I've had it. That's fun. Um, yeah. I mean, Dare We Say. Okay. You guys have heard me talk about Dare We Say a couple of times, which is my favorite podcast but I'm devastated to tell you guys, which I'm sure you never listen to it because is it not recording? I just recorded 22 minutes of me speaking. Not recorded. I'm devastated. That's why the audio was shit in the last however many minutes I was fucking talking and here we are with better audio right now. I'm so sorry. Thank God the camera records audio as well. Guys, clearly this is not my day technology-wise. 
I don't even remember what I was saying before. I'm so devastated. I love the sound of my microphone. The audio is so crisp and clear. So to know that you guys have to listen to a whole portion of the podcast with terrible audio breaks my heart. Um, <clears throat> anyways, let's get into my I don't care of the day. I feel like today I have a lot of I don't cares. We have Luna. Oh my God, you guys listen to the whole Luna story in bad audio. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm not going to restart. So, Luna, my sweet love, today, I don't care about her um her bodily fluids. Um, I don't care about my technology and the bitchiness it likes, to, all the attitude it gives me. I don't give them attitude. I take care of my technology and they don't give me the same respect back. Mm, I've got an issue with y'all. The next thing, this is kind of weird, and it's been something that's on my mind for a while because it physically hurts sometimes. I am wearing a necklace. It's so cheap. It's a dollar, okay, from Shein. A dollar. It's a really fucking cheap made, cheap, 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 cheap necklace. Now, I love to make frozen food. You know, turn on the oven 425 most of the time and plop it in and then take it out when it's ready. When I bend over to take something out of the oven or put it into the oven or flip it um, and I'm wearing this necklace, the, the necklace absorbs all the heat and then burns me. What the fuck is that about? Even when I'm blow drying my hair, the necklace again absorbs all the heat and then burns me again. Why is this necklace absorbing like fucking hot, hot, hot heat and then burning my neck? I know it's because it's cheap and yet I wear it. And every time I feel the burn, I'm always like, oh, fuck, I'm on fire because it's so hot I'm like oh my god it touched like it caught on fire and I'm on fire now because it's so hot it's so hot isn't that absolutely insane that's the biggest I don't care for me is this necklace and yet again I wear it and it's all rusted well it's not rusted it's just not gold anymore because it's cheap um and Again, I wear it because otherwise I'm just, it's bare my chest, obviously, because chests are bare if we don't have some sort of jewelry, and I prefer to have a little bit, I never liked jewelry, I still, I hate jewelry, don't buy me anything expensive, but I would like an expensive, not expensive, but just like good quality necklace that won't change color and will not absorb really fucking hot heat and then burn me because I wear it every day. And realistically, I would buy a super, 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 super thin and dainty real gold necklace, but I'm really bad with jewelry and uh, it'll probably break. Just like I had a really, really thin, 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 beautiful bracelet. That was like over $200. And it was one of those ones that they um, like weld onto you. And uh, my beautiful dog yanked it right off, pulled it. 
um, a couple months later, and so there goes $200. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah, it's fucking devastating. So that's why I don't care of the week. Um, jewelry, uh, heat absorbing jewelry. And uh, if this has happened to you before, I know it sucks. What are we going to do about it? Well, we're not going to take the jewelry that's burning us off because that would be the silly option. Let me see if I have anything else to talk about that is not the main conversation. No. Okay, let's get into the main conversation of this week, which is um, the not so positive feelings that I have from time to time. And they it's not like every day that I'm, you know, thinking these things and it's not all day sometimes. Usually if I'm feeling like I'm in a rut, uh, it's at night. Or it's like um in like the morning. Or sometimes it's in the afternoon. <laughs> so every day, all day? No, definitely not every day and definitely not all day. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Um, so after the Sabrina Carpenter concert, I was in a big rut because I'm not a singer and I know that going on tour with original music is not really ever going to be something that happens unless I do intense vocal training and become a good singer, which, you know, is an option. Um, but unless I do that, I'm probably not going to be a pop star, right? Um, and yes, there are many pop stars and many artists that are famous and have not great voices, J-Lo being one. Um, some would argue Katy Perry, and I would argue you that it depends on the day. Same thing with Selena Gomez. Like, everybody has opinions on people's voices. I'm not out here saying that I'm going to be the next Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Alicia Keys. I'm not. I'm probably not even going to be Jennifer Lopez. You know what I mean? Okay, Jennifer Lopez is high. Like, like vocally I mean vocally she's like pretty low on the singer's scale yeah I don't entirely understand what I'm saying myself but we're gonna go with it and hope something comes out of it so my point is is that yeah I'm probably not gonna be a successful pop star and that's okay and I'm probably not gonna go on tour with music and that's okay but the concert really put in perspective how my life as an actress will not be fulfilled completely if I don't have some sort of live interaction with people. And, uh, you know, lots of actors, if we think about like Anne Hathaway, um, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Brad Pitt, like all of... All of the actors, when you think about actors, you're not thinking about them going on tour. You're not, you know, there's no kind of like interaction between the actors and real people. And, you know, with singers, you know, oh, I love the singer. I'm going to go to their concert one day or I'm going to get meet and greet tickets and, and see them. You don't have that same interaction with actors. You're not like, oh, OK, I know they're coming here, so I'm going to see them 
then. And for me, I would want that because I would need it. So when I am at a place in my career where I can have shows and people would show up, I will. I would love to go on a podcast tour and have live music, um, do live podcasts, uh, and, and have that interaction with human beings because actors just don't really do that. And I think that that's really missing. Maybe not for all actors, but I know for sure for me, I will need that live aspect with people. Now, if you're lucky enough to be on a big CW show or Marvel or DC, then you get to go to Comic Cons and you get to do live um, intervention interventions. Interve- are they interventions? I think they are. You get to do like live interviews and live meet and greets and live um, press tours for your big movie or show that you're on. And that would be really, really amazing. I would love to do that as well. But again, I don't think it would be fully fulfilling because, um, well, maybe it would, but I think because I would, I need some sort of music involved whether I make a fool out of myself and I perform for everyone for like a random song or two or I have other like actual singers come in and do something. So with Sabrina Carpenter's concert, that's a realization that I had. I was like, oh, wow. There will always be something missing in my success if I don't have a live tour. So that was a beautiful realization for me. However, that realization does come with feelings that like anger me, feelings that like upset me because I have all these fantastic ideas. I I am very creative and I'm very smart in my creativity and my ideas because not every idea is a good idea. But my ideas, not all of my ideas are good ideas either. Let me let me make that clear. But I know how to turn something into something good. Because that's like my job. And um and so it it bothers me and it pains me so much that when I have ideas, whether it be for a TV show, whether it be for a movie, whether it be a live tour, that I can't just immediately up and do it. Because I don't have the money, the resources, or the community to do that. Right? Like, I want to go on tour. Great. I just gave you guys what it would kind of look like. And doesn't that sound like a fun experience? However, it's not going to happen for a long time because I need to establish myself as a, as a successful actress first. Create a community of people who would want to even pay for tickets to come see me live and talk and do this shit, which you can just do at home for free. And then I need to have a team to help me create it. And I, I need money to do everything. Right? It's like a domino thing. I can't do this without this. I can't do this. I can't do that without that. And then nothing's going to flow perfectly if I do not do this. And at the point that I'm at in my career, 
and in my life I can't do the things that I really really want to do like and I'm off for positivity and manifesting which I am and I do all the time but I'm also fully aware that I could I could technically do whatever I want to do now however I couldn't because if I did a live show for my podcast no one would show up nobody would show up right because why would anyone show up why would anyone spend money to come see me at the point that I'm at right now right right so I don't know how to like explain it but it is just such an infuriating feeling to not be where I want to be. And it's not even like when I'm there, I'm happy. No, it's just like when I'm at a place that I, ha- I have the freedom and power to do these creative things that I have in mind. The, thing, the, the ball is never going to stop rolling. It's going to be one thing after the other, but at least I will be able to do it. Not being able to make my ideas reality is painful. It's painful. So that's like thing number one is that I struggle. I struggle with not being able to do what I really want to be doing right now because I literally can't do those things. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, it's it's um it's hard. And then there's the whole other side of it for me, which is like I never feel like I'm doing enough, which is also so struggling and infuriating. I never feel Like I am doing enough for my career. And a part of it is because I don't feel like I'm struggling. So many actors, they're always talking about like, oh, I had, you know, $10 in my bank account and I was about to be homeless and I wasn't going to make rents pay and I have no food and I'm living out of my car pretty much. And, And all these stories are like, oh my God, do I need to be Do I need to be like on the brink of death to have a breakthrough? Do I need to be stretched so thin that I have no time of day for any fun because I'm working three part-time jobs and I have a podcast and I'm doing this, 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 and this. So I have no time to do anything. I can barely even sleep. Is that what I need to be doing to have a breakthrough? I just feel like I'm not doing enough. And that like takes a toll on me. And it's not just like, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing enough today. It's like, no, like I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Like I don't know how to explain it. It just makes sense to me. Like it's just like. What else should I be doing? What else could I be doing? What else have many other people done? Yes, I can do classes, which I do when I can. But again, like that's expensive. Yes, I can be writing. So I am. Yes, I can be, you know, reaching out to more guests to have them on my podcast, which I am. Yes, I could be doing this. Yes, I'm doing that. Like I'm doing a lot of things. 
I'm doing a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And yet I don't feel like I'm doing enough because I'm not struggling. Yes, I apply for part-time jobs. I just, I, I have such a hard time with getting hired. Yes, I reach out to people and give them like a job idea to hire me for or to fucking volunteer me for. Like the rec centers, Poco and Coquitlam and Burnaby. Yeah, I've reached out. Hey, do you, are you needing, you know, a fine arts teacher? I can volunteer. You can pay me whatever. Like, hi, I am looking. Yes, I do all of those things. Yes, I keep myself busy and I work on my craft in my own ways, whether it be through improv, um, whether it be through like, I just, I feel like I'm doing so much and yet, I feel like it's not ever enough. Especially right now with how slow the industry is. And in two days, what, two days? Two days? Yeah, in two days, the fucking writers are going to go on strike. Which means that the industry is going to be ten times, that's just a random number, it's going to be even more slow than it is right now, which is crazy because no auditions and it's going to get slower than nothing. Insane. I'm not complaining. I'm just like venting. I'm just, I'm just saying everything that's on my mind. All of the negative things. Because sometimes you just need to. I'm a positive person, I believe, whether, you know, you believe me or not. I am. But sometimes the, these are the thoughts that consume me. These are the thoughts that, you know, pull me between good and bad. These are the thoughts that stress me out. These are the things that I'm sure so many actors also think about like I I know that I'm not alone when I think these things but I'm like what are they doing to pull themselves out what can I do to pull myself out Ugh, I don't know so yes the industry is a hard, a hard one to get into but I also have no doubt in my mind that I'm gonna be a successful actress I will I will be a successful actress soon. I have so much potential. I am talented. I fit, you know, not a, I fit types, yes, because there's fucking types everywhere. But I fit like the world of high school, TV, film, high school. Like I fit that prototype for what you would cast. And, um, you know, I'm pretty, which is always a plus side for acting. It's just like right now it's even harder and these feelings are more intense because of how slow the industry is. Oh, whoa. What is happening on my thing? Okay, I'm just going to leave it alone. I don't know. My computer just like did a whole page of Ariana Grande and if I'm pressing her, if I go to like swipe and get her, get it away, it's, I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to leave it alone. But the reason why these feelings are more intense than they usually are for me is because of how slow everything is. Like usually I have multiple auditions to do a week. 
which is fantastic, which is mo- more than a lot of people. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so blessed that I do have a lot of auditions because I can play a range of different characters. However, everything is so slow right now because of the potential writer strike that probably will happen May 1st. It will start May 2nd. Everything is just like so slow and there's no auditions. I'm getting nothing. That's what makes it even worse is because there is no trying. There is no one step closer. I'm one step closer. I'm at a standstill because the industry is at a standstill. So even though I logically know that it's not just me and it's not that I'm not getting auditions, it's that Pretty much no one is because the industry is on a hiatus, it fucking feels like. In my head, it's like, oh my God, yes, sure. But time is still ticking, you know? Money is not coming in and time is ticking. Like, time is of the essence, you know? Especially in this industry and it is ticking. It's going by and I'm not having the opportunity and the chance to have casting directors look at me and to have producers and directors and all the beautiful people behind the camera look at me because there's no auditions. So career-wise, those have been like heavy feelings on my mind. And some days, you know, it's more intense than others. And unfortunately, I... I do a lot and I try to keep myself busy, but sometimes there's just nothing to do. Sometimes there's some days more than not now that auditions are slim and slim and slim and slim. I'm trying to fill up the hours of my day. And then that's when, you know, we bounce back to like get a part time job and you're not doing enough. And yes, even though I'm trying to do those things, like it's not easy. The feelings are the worst. Uh, during boredom and downtime weekends always because I'm doing nothing and it's like weekends are when I'm supposed to be having fun weekends are when I'm supposed to be you know hanging out with friends going to the club doing fun things going out and I don't do any of that which is a whole other thing that has had me in a rut so that's all career based let's get to personal things that I've been feeling lately so personal stuff has been that you know it's it's been like I feel like I'm wasting my life I feel like I'm wasting my precious days because I'm not living essentially like I'm not doing crazy things and I'm not going out and I'm not meeting new people and I'm not making new friends and new relationships and I'm not you know dating because I don't fucking want to but like I'm not doing any of these things because I don't want to and it makes me uncomfortable but then there's the flip side of of yeah but you're wasting your life because you're not doing things out of fear like you're wasting your life that's how it feels like I I literally feel like I'm wasting my life because I'm not doing fun things and then I see other people do fun things and I'm like oh I wish I was there but at the same time if I was there I would be making everyone uncomfortable because I'm so awkward and 
as much as I wish I could be myself in front of, you know, the public, it's stressful. Like when I hear good music and I'm out in public, the thing I'm that I want to do is like get up and dance. Like I want to dance like a fucking weirdo. Like I do when I'm at home by myself. Like I want to be weird and I want to be quirky, but then I don't because God forbid I get judged because God forbid other people see me. Like, no, when I see other people do that, they're the life of the party and I think they're so cool. And I'm always like, like I am a cool person, but to people, they just think that like I'm a bitch because I'm not doing any of the things that I want to do because it's scary. And so then I just seem like a boring, strict person when I'm not like I am cool and I am funny and I am a good time. I just don't let people see that side of me it's really weird and it's so annoying and it stresses me out and it's something that I know I need to get over by like making pushing myself to do those things oh but it's easier said than done also last week in my episode I kept saying it's harder said than done I definitely meant to say it's easier said than done um so there's that there's that like just burden of feeling like I'm not doing enough career-wise and that I'm wasting my life personal-wise it's not a great thing again I'm not always feeling these feelings like most of the time I'm not but when I am it's intense and it's painful and it's like consuming and the the last few months it's been more than not because of how slow everything is and because I've been let I've been less busy and downtime is reflecting time and this is what I'm reflecting I also find myself comparing more than usually I don't like to compare myself to other people and I am quite a confident person however lately I've been comparing and I don't usually compare body types because I'm very confident in my body and my body is really nice and so I never feel the need to compare my body to other people's because I'm comfortable with my body but then I look at people that I think are so fucking naturally beautiful and they take they're so photogenic and I'm like how the fuck do you do that? How do you like look that good naturally? Joke's on me because it's probably not so natural and it probably is like the 50th take. But we all we all get fooled by this. But I've been fooled lately more than not because and it's not by every beautiful fucking person because that's not true. It's only by beautiful people who have personalities that are like mine, but they're not afraid to show it. Like Madison Bailey, like Sabrina Carpenter, like um, the girls on Dare We Say. Like, they're not afraid to be who they are. And if I truly did fully express myself, like, we could probably be really good friends if we knew each other in the real life. Because I 
my personality is similar to them. Like I am, like I keep saying, I am fun. I am funny. I can be cool. Like I am, you know, a flamboyant, quirky person because like that's just me. But again, like I don't let people see it, which is so annoying. And I'm not cool, cool. Like I'm not the great type of cool, which really upsets me. I wish I was cool, cool. Like I'm cool sometimes. Like depends on my confidence depend like if I'm really confident I'm cool cool if I'm not confident then I'm not cool at all if I'm like in the middle then like I'm confident ish but I'm like eh, not really that cool but like sometimes I just I just admire people's coolness and it truly does bother me because It's like a mixture of I wish I was as cool as you, but at the same time, I wish I showed my true personality. I don't know. Like it's not there's not many people who I actually let them see who I am. It's literally a handful of people. Majority of the people on this earth who know me or think they know me don't actually know me. Because it's like my personality is so much. I always get told. In middle school, in high school, well, half of high school, I never held in my personality. Like, I always let it be known. I always, middle school, 100%. And for a lot of people, I was just too much. And eventually, it got to a point where, like, I was too much for too many people. So then it felt better for me to hold back and change who I am. So then you know, less people don't like me because my personality, it's a lot. It's big, but also I have great greats and low lows. Like I'm your best friend one minute and literally yelling at you the next minute. Like that's how I am. I'm smiling one minute, but then I'm a bitch the next. Like that's just who I am. That's who I am. And there's like no changing it. And so For a lot of people, I just put on a smile and I try to make sure I'm never that bitch because if I am that bitch, then nobody wants to hang with me. But also that bitch, I'm a Gemini. Like we are two-faced. There are two sides of me. A hundred percent. I'm just working on the confidence, which I have. I am a confident person. And my best friend the other day said I'm one of the most confident people that she knows. Which I love, but I just wish that it wasn't only around certain people and it wasn't a lot of the times when I'm the most confident is when I feel like I need to protect myself because I can feel other people are judging me. And so I just turn to like, you know what? I'm a bad bitch. So you can judge me. You can, like, judge me in your mind. I can read that you're judging me. So let me just, like, be so confident that it almost intimidates you. But I am a confident person. Like, I I am because I know. And sometimes I need the reminder that, like, I am beautiful. And I am talented. And... I am working towards my dream life. And like all of those things are really cool things. They're cool. Like they don't define me. My looks don't define me. Maybe my shortness does, but not my looks. 
my personality defines me. And it's just unfortunate because most people know me based on my looks in terms of like literally what I look like, not like I'm so hot, like literally just like what I look like. That's what most people know me. They don't know the inside. So I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I just I just uh, I need to go out more. I need to be myself more. And all of that truly comes down to like vulnerability and I'm not a vulnerable person and this conversation right now is me being quite vulnerable um and open and honest and you know just like in hopes that if you're feeling the same thing then you know you're not alone and you're probably maybe not feeling exactly what I'm feeling but everybody thinks negatively from time to time we all have things that weigh on us and put us in ruts and you know take our confidence down a notch it's what we do to come up and it's um you know I'm not going to try to be inspirational because sometimes you don't want fucking inspiration you just want like ugh, let me be annoying right now let me be angry so I'm not going to inspire myself because I do that all the time I'm just going to say that it's okay to not be okay cliche and um it's okay to be down and like if you are fuck it feel it live in it embrace it me embracing it and feeling it is going to make me a better actress the other thing is that me going out and living a fun life is also going to make me a better actress I just need to do it I just need to like shut the fuck up turn my brain off and just do it you know and I have a lot of you who, and I love this, when you tell me like, oh, I listened to this part and I really related to it. Or, oh, I, f- I loved this part or this story made me laugh. Like, I like having that feedback with um, my podcast because it's, you guys are just listening to me talk. You can't pause me and talk to me back. I mean, you can, but I won't hear you. This isn't a two-way conversation, which I wish it was, um, which if I go on tour... It can be because I love that feedback and I like to, you know, have people challenge me or agree with me or just whatever the fuck. And, you know, with a podcast, you're missing that communication. You're just listening to me. So when you do it in person or you message me, it, it fills my heart and it makes me so happy. So thank you for the people that do. Um, it really does fill me up. Uh, you might not tell based on my face because again I hide my feelings around people and I hide who I am around people um but I I might try to fix that we'll see it would be cool to be myself wouldn't it and it's not like I'm fake like I'm not not with everyone at least there's some people that I definitely am but when I say like most people don't know who I am and I'm not myself around people I'm a version of me don't get me wrong like I am a version of me and that version is a real version it's not the version of me that I actively want to be and that I know I can be and am so it's also that a little bit of a push and pull with me I'm like at what point Am I just trying to force myself to be this type of person versus I am actually this type of person? 
like I want to be cool right let's use that as an example because I've been talking about it I want to be Madison Bailey and Sabrina Carpenter cool but at what point am I trying to be like them versus me being my authentic self and what cool means for me so that's like something that I think about often I'm like okay if I act this way is it because that's a that's me or because that's me trying to be someone else but I'm 19 and I think that this is like what I'm supposed to be feeling right like at 19 I shouldn't know who the fuck I am career-wise I'm gonna change but I'm so happy that I at least know what that looks like for me but personally I'm just trying to figure that out and again I'm so happy because this is the time that I'm supposed to be trying to figure that out and I'm on the right track as a 19 year old almost 20 and what three weeks so I you know that's like a comforting feeling at least knowing that like everybody my age is trying to fucking figure out who we are but it's not easy like trying to figure out your identity and who you are is not an easy thing it's not I'm just gonna leave it there because I think I've said everything I need to say let me just check my sticky note compare yeah trying to fit in yeah yeah I think I've talked about it all so thank you guys for listening Hey, if you have advice, hop on to the I don't care underscore the podcast Instagram. Give me a DM, uh, share your advice. And maybe next week, if um, you guys allow me, I can relay the advice you gave me. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening and kind of being an ear for me to rant to. I should have drank water before I came here because my voice is all. <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you, um, I hope you enjoyed, but also like, I hope you didn't enjoy that much because I'm in my feels. And if you, if you enjoy that, you're a murderer. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. I hope the weather stays nice. I think it's not supposed to, but fingers crossed that it decides to change its mind and be nice. Thanks guys. Bye. (laughs) 